0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Not a Runner podcast. Today I'm joined with Rachel Eagleton, who is a you know very big part of the, the running science um, family, I guess. Um, you've, uh, ever since I've been here, you know, two years ago, you've always you know been around, and if, if Fletch ever wants advice on nutrition or new gels or whatever, you're always the first person he gets in touch with. Um, so. I won't introduce you too much. I'll, I'll let you talk about, you know, what you do, what your passions are and yeah, everything about that. Cool.
1: Hi everyone. Yep. So my name's Rachel, um, Eagleton. Yeah. So I'm a nutritionist. I've got a master's degree in nutrition. Um, and I'm really into sort of, uh, I love understanding the science of things, Um, work in a very evidence-based approach to nutrition, and I love sort of debunking stuff, particularly stuff that floats around the internet. Um, Mm. But I've got a couple of teenagers myself, so I'm very practical um, and I'm busy, so I tend to give simple uh, practical advice rather than anything that's going to take too long.
0: Yeah, so yeah. you're not gonna you're yeah. not gonna tell people, oh, I know they need, they need two grams of this yeah. and 54 yeah. grams yeah. of this. It's yeah. kind of just like you know, eat well. Yeah. Um. So, I think we'll start off with, for you know, your general audience, how, obviously, nutrition around running is is an interesting thing. And if you mm. haven't, you know, been much of a runner in the past and you're kind of just getting into it, mm-hmm. you can hear a lot of things. Yeah. Um. And like I, you know study like a health science and trying to understand the literature in nutrition is very difficult yeah um, as I'm sure you know yeah um so I think we'll start with some just bare basic what are the essentials if you're running three four times a week yeah feeling before after recovery let's just dive into that straight away sure
1: well I think first of all if for your sort of I'm gonna say average yep. runner so say you're going out three or four times a week and most of your runs are are only going up to an hour. So say you're not going into training for a half marathon or anything like that just yet. I think, um, and you're also trying to do all the other stuff you do in your day, like go to work and Mm. look after your family, stuff like that. So for, for those kind of people, really running's just a part of your day um, yep. And you don't need to get too fancy, um, you know, really looking at it. Most of us don't eat enough fruit, and veggies. Like yep. only six, <laughs> 6% of Australians eat enough two serves of fruit and right. five serves of veggies a day. Yeah, so. That's atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. Yeah, yep.
1: So for most people I'd be looking at that kind of uh, thing first. But I, I think um, one thing is thinking about the time of the day that you like to go for your run and making it so that mm-hmm. um, it works well in your day. Um, first of all, I'd always start with making sure you're properly hydrated, yep. um, which doesn't say so you're first thing in the morning runner. Mm. That's not just waking up and having a massive glass of water and then <laughs> heading out, yeah. um, but perhaps thinking about it the day before making and, yep. you know, making sure you're having enough water during the day. So a good trick is to have a glass of water before every meal and then a glass of water with every meal. And you'll know you're properly hydrated if your pee is sort of straw coloured. Yeah. Um, not fluorescent orange. Yeah, fluorescent orange is a warning. <laughs> not too good. Yeah, that's not a great sign. So, um, so that would be something I'd um, suggest people to start looking at. Mm. Um, then in terms of what you eat, um, so personal, particularly for mm. what you eat before a run. Yeah. Now, um, you know, strictly speaking, if you're a, a first thing in the morning runner, yeah. you're always going to get more out of your session um, if you have something to eat before mm. you run. But it's really finding something that sits well in your stomach because some people when they wake up, they just can't face anything. Yeah. Um, but you are looking for something carbohydrate based generally. So even just half a banana or a couple of dates, something like that, yeah. um, just to have a little a top up your sort of glycogen stores, which is the, um, how carbohydrates are stored in our body. Yeah. Um, so that should be fine for most people. Um, mm. And so it's a case of, Figuring it out. So, yeah, so if you're a first thing in the morning runner, maybe half a banana or a date, if you like to go out at lunchtime, then making sure you have something, say, an hour beforehand. Yeah. Um, And I think the hardest time of the day is to go out in the evening after work um, because everything in your brain is telling you to go and just flop on the couch and you're probably (laughs) hungry. Yeah. So it's, you know, maybe even setting a timer on your – Phone or something to remind you to go and have a snack at like mm. four o'clock or something like that. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so first of all, thinking about people that are just running for an hour, yeah. you should be fine um, just on taking water on your run for mm-hmm. up to an hour. But the other thing that people need to or that is important is to make sure you're refueling properly um, mm. after your run. and. Um, that's where we can all be a bit busy, particularly after our morning run. Yeah. And we think, oh, I'll grab something when I get to work. Um, but I tend to find that if you do that, that's when you're sort of setting yourself up for a day of, um, from three o'clock in the afternoon, just standing in front of the fridge and eating whatever you can hoover down.
0: I've definitely been yeah. there. <laughs> you know, any sweet starts to come very, very attractive exactly.
1: then. <laughs> yeah. And I call it runga. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely worth um, a little bit of forward planning yep. to make sure that you're getting um, something appropriate after your run mm. to sort of stop that later on in the day um, crazy hunger that we can get. Yeah. Um, so what you're generally looking for there, um, you want carbohydrates again to restock uh, your um your muscle glycogen stores, but you also want some protein yep. um, to uh, for the your, to rebuild your muscles. Yeah, um, and protein is also really important in terms of immunity, which is something we're all interested at the in, <laughs> in at the moment. Yeah, um, as well as y- your muscles, so that's mm. another reason. Um, so you're looking for something that's about twenty grams of protein. So a couple of eggs, yep. or if it's um, breakfast time, um, a bowl of um, oats or muesli um, with some Greek yogurt. Um, Or if you know you're going to be busy, you can make up a smoothie. But don't just Mm. have protein powder in your smoothie. Make sure you're getting carbohydrate source in there as well. So add in like half a banana or some raspberries or something like that. Right. So why is that?
0: Why do you need the the carbohydrates with the protein?
1: Yeah, because otherwise you're only... um,
0: of course, you're not actually refueling yourself. Yeah, you're exactly. you're just kind of fueling your muscles but or rebuilding your muscles. Yeah, but, but
1: not pre- you're still gonna get yeah. that
0: flat kind of runga, as you said.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right, so, so okay. Yeah, Good. Every, and I didn't, yeah. Yeah, you often see that, particularly after gym based sessions that yeah. people get on their protein shake but yeah. aren't having a carbohydrate store yeah. uh, supply in their meal. Yeah. So Right, interesting. Yeah. But something like eggs on toast. Yeah. Or um Porridge or some muesli, that'll yep. that'll have both. Chicken dinner. sandwich if you're having yep. lunch yeah, or lunch whatever time. it is. Or just um, sliding into your next meal, mm. like a well-balanced dinner should be having a yep. source of carbohydrates and a source of protein or something like that as well. Yep. And of course, rehydration mm. is really important as well there. Okay. So I think the big thing, or the
0: first things you mentioned were like before a run, you're going to feel quite, fl- or you're going to get the most out of your session if yep. you have carbohydrates before. Yep. So I think most people will kind of, they'll get that, but they won't know why. Yep. So do you want to tell us why you rather, you know, say you're going out for a hard interval session in the yep. morning, like yep. so many of us do. Yep. Um, why you'll get more out of it if you're, you've eaten beforehand?
1: Yeah. So um, I know it's really tempting to think, oh, you're going to burn your fat stores. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that sounds really attractive, but it's very, very hard for us to tap into our bodies. Fat stores. I mean they are there as a source of energy, but um, for the kind, for running um, and other forms of exercise, yeah. you, your body's going to prioritize um, glycogen uh, which comes through the source of carbohydrates. Yeah. So particularly if you're going first thing in the morning and you've been asleep all night, you will have some uh, glycogen stored in your muscles and mm-hmm. in your liver as well. But, um, yeah, you just want to top it up. And study after study has shown that uh, yeah. just providing a source of carbohydrates, it doesn't have to be much, but just um, w- will help you get the most out of the session there.
0: Mm. And, and what I've heard about that and how the whole utilisation of yep. fat and, yep. you know, so many people try and get fat adapted by, yep. by, um, by training without or fasted, so yep. without eating beforehand. And correct me if I'm wrong, but everything I've read is, is that our body just, fat's more like a last resort yeah. kind of energy. Yep. So ultra marathon running yep. is, you know, once you're in hours and hours and hours, yep. you'll you'll get into your fat stores because yeah. unless you're eating carbs yeah. the whole time, yeah. but it's it's a last resort because it takes a long time for us for it to, you know, start to actually break down exactly. and, and turn into energy. Yeah. Whereas carbs are quick.
1: Yep. Exactly. So and that's.
0: If you're trying to do a high intensity session fasted. Yeah. You'll either burn through your carb stores really quick, and then feel flat for the rest of it, which I'm sure many people can relate to. Um, and, and yeah, you know, even a long slow run, it has to be really slow,
1: really slow, and really long, and really long, <laughs> yeah,
0: to get to to break through that carb stores and essentially start breaking down all that fat. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 Oh,
1: that's, yeah. I think that's
0: a great thing to kind of yeah. to know because most people think, all right, I'm just gonna wake up. Get out the door. I don't yeah. want to wake up any earlier than exactly. 5.30. Yeah, So I don't exactly. have to eat beforehand. Um, but no, if you if you do want to get, you know, any sort of oh, – or more benefits out of your run, you, yeah. you obviously want to eat beforehand.
1: And also it will help not just the running performance but all the mental side that goes along with it, particularly yeah. if you're trying to um, hit a whole lot of uh, repeat times or mm. – um, <laughs> And this is also like in team sports and stuff like that yep. where you're having to make a whole lot of decisions. Yeah. Um, your brain's running off um, carbohydrates as well. So yeah. you need to be providing that. Um, otherwise, that's why you can start to get really cranky and
0: <laughs> miserable
1: <laughs> yeah. on your run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and even, you know, especially if you're going to work afterwards. Oh, yeah. If you're not eating enough carbs, you know, before and after. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to focus all day. No, it, exactly. It, the, yeah. Like, so many people... Um, come you know after a run they feel very refreshed and feel great for the start of day but if you haven't fueled you're going to feel really flat all yeah, day and you're going to be yeah. playing catch up
1: yep and you know from the start exactly and finding it hard to make decisions and yes. um yeah no it and you know carbohydrates is a massive food group that all mm. sort of gets lumped in together the good and the bad <laughs> yeah. um so you've got everything from your you know your uh starchy vegetables and your fruits and your good quality grains and legumes mm. and stuff like that, they're all carbohydrates right over to your sugary soft drinks yeah. so, and lollies and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, a lot of people sort of Just say think, carbs are carbs. Carbs are, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll
0: just have a can of Coke before I go for a exactly. run. Exactly,
1: But
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah. all carbs are created equal, <laughs> <Exactly>. are they? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. That's actually a really good segue into talking about the different types of carbs, you yep. know, the, the high GI, low yep. GI. And, yep. and, you know, I don't think you, you'd, I think you'd agree with me in saying that low, high GI carbs, so your soft drinks, you' really, you know, your bad foods. Yeah. Can actually be useful. Oh, absolutely. At, at some times. So, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you look at a product like Gatorade, yeah. it wasn't developed for walking through the mall and sitting in a movie theatre, yeah. you know, like if you look at the science behind it, it's actually quite a well- developed mm. product for what yeah. it's trying to achieve. It's just we're not – It's <laughs> sort of migrated into our – Just a general yeah. nice yeah. tasting drink. <laughs> yeah, and that might not be so appropriate if that's all you're planning to do with your afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, yeah, certainly – and that's why, you know, people try to, like, get through a marathon or a half marathon just on natural foods. But, <laughs> honestly, like – all the gels and chomps and sports drinks that we've got, they've yep. actually, for, for most of us, there's enough of a wide range. You should be able to find something that sits well in your stomach mm. and is a really convenient way of produce, fueling you for a marathon or a mm. half marathon or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... Um,
0: yeah, avoiding... Uh, yeah. So many people come into the shop and I say, you know, look, I'm trying to avoid sugar. Um, yeah. But I but I need some energy on my run. What can I have?
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: I say, or they they ask if this gel is no sugar, and I'm like, well, unfortunately, this gel is just sugar. Yeah. Um, but that's actually exactly what you want. Exactly.
1: And um, as yeah. long as you brush your teeth.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I I came across that probably six months ago, and I was yeah. like, wow, because I think there was a study that came out that showed a lot of endurance athletes had yeah. really poor teeth. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just sucking down sugar and sugar, sugar. and sugar and, and not just flushing it out with water yeah, and brushing and their teeth appropriately. Yeah. That
1: type of sugar that sticks to your teeth. Yeah. yeah. Anyone so, who's had a gel knows yeah. knows that
0: kind of feeling of just this, your mouth just being stuck with yeah. just sugar and so
1: Maybe we need to get Colgate or someone yeah. on to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to talk,
0: to plug themselves a bit <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm mm. sure they've got a product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um so no, so I think from that obviously yeah. sugar is important. Yes. Um and so many people especially A lot of people start running to lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My mum started running to lose weight. Mm -hmm. I'd say 50% or more of runners, you know, do it for reasons to make their body better. Yep. And carbs have been demonised as the thing you should always avoid. Yeah. um, If you're trying to lose weight. And, yeah, I'll let you talk a little bit about that and why that may not be the case when we're running. And performance as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, first of all, whether you should – avoid carbs to lose weight. There's a whole, there's a whole other <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah. right there. But, you know, there's been plenty of studies that sh- show um, low carb is no better than mm. uh, low fat or low protein in terms of weight loss. It's just yep. generally finding a style of eating that works for you. Mm. Um, protein can be more satiating, and fat can be more satiating. So, yeah. And as I was talking about before, not all carbs are
0: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: wonderful uh, and filling.
0: Yeah. Um, One thing we haven't talked about yet is is fats. You know, we might we might remember this, but you mentioned protein. Obviously, is great for your muscle rebuilding, and the carbs are your source of energy. Ooh, that I feel like people who are losing weight think, okay, I need those too. Let's just cut fats out.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, I'll but. let you, <laughs> but, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, again, like carbohydrates, fats is, again, another big food group. Mm. So, and you're going to, you've got your incredibly, wonderfully healthy fat from nuts and extra virgin olive oil and seeds, um, You've got your oily fish in there yep. contributing. So Avocados. those are, Yeah. Oh, avocado, yeah. <laughs> How so did they, you forget? <laughs> yeah. Um, all contributing these anti-inflammatory yeah. uh, fats, which are brilliant. Mm. And then sort of you've got your more saturated fats that we probably want to. Your burgers. Yeah. Your stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so we probably want a bit less of those in mm. our diet and to be having the good quality um, fats.
0: Yeah. yeah. Avo- avocado, nuts. And seeds. Yeah. um, And certainly not kind of cutting it out. Oh, definitely if, not. If you want to try and lose weight or something.
1: Well, yeah. As I said before, they're satiating. They add a lot of flavour to your yep. um, meal and also they help you absorb a lot of vitamins from your food. So yeah. um, for example, if you see someone having a salad without dressing, they're probably not able to extract a lot of the um, nutrients that are in the salad leaves without mm. having some olive oil, um, right, to help. Um, right, I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah.
0: um, my girlfriend is obviously she's a fairly elite athlete. I think we're gonna have to chat about it with with her at another time. But she's had some problems with her nutrition, and she's always looking to try and keep her calories, obviously enough to fuel her, but. You know, no, not over at all. Yeah, um,
1: and ca- and fat is the most calorie dense. Yeah, yeah, it's what yeah. just over twice,
0: twice yeah. as much exactly. calories per gram than carbs and protein. Yeah. Um, but no, that's really interesting yeah. about salad because yeah. obviously we know that you know the the nutrients from like vegetables are absorbed less. And exactly. that's why and
1: that's what I was also about to say about yeah. nuts as mm. well because people think well they're full of fat, but- Because they've got so much fibre in them, we don't actually absorb anywhere near the amount of calories. Right.
0: Huh. So even though they are really high in calories, a lot of us just kind of goes goes through and and isn't absorbed. Right.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, okay. I love nuts. Uh, Yeah, that's another thing Australians don't eat enough of.
0: Right. So we eat too much processed food and not enough kind of, you know, your vegetables, your nuts, your good and and fruit.
1: Fruit, veg and nuts. Yep.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Go. So fruit. I think fruits are oh, yeah. fruit's a good one to talk yeah. about. You're obviously a bit excited about it. Um, yeah. I feel like most people think fruit has sugar, so it's so it's bad. Why is the sugar in fruit different to a lolly?
1: Exactly. Okay, so when you have uh, a piece of fruit, um, the sugar that's in the the natural sugar that's in the fruit is bound within the fibre that's in the piece of fruit. Mm. So if you think about say, um, an orange juice, if you've ever tried to, uh, juice it yourself, you just to get a small glass of juice. You're looking at, um, juicing, say three, maybe four oranges for yep. a very small glass of juice that you can drink in about I don't know, five <laughs> Ten seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whereas you'd never sit down and eat three or four oranges because yeah. you just get full from all the fiber. Mm. So, um, once you strip out the fr- the fibre, mm. um, and are having your fruit just in the form of juice, or in, you know, when you see natural lollies that are made from fruit juice, yeah, basically the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the fibre that's in fruit that's um, helping you, your body, um, or just sort of manages your absorption of the sugar within the fruit. And right, um, there's so many benefits to eating pieces of fruit. Mm. Um, in all this sort of cutting out sugar that we're, you know, yeah. throwing at some, yeah. Because um, if we just got Australians to eat one more piece of fruit a day, mm. which doesn't sound doesn't sound too hard, too hard, and like it doesn't just, sound like much either. No, like everyone eat an apple. Yeah, it would reduce the incidence of stroke by something like twenty percent. It's right. Yeah. Wow. That seems a very simple intervention that we could all. Yeah, uh, and it's yeah. a lot
0: easier than you know. I'm obviously exercise physiology. It, it, it's a lot easier. I'm sure if you were exercising, you'd have to do probably like 20 minutes a day of exercise to reduce your incidence of stroke that much. Exactly.
1: Just eat apple. All can do is eat an apple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. It seems too easy. <laughs> um. Okay. That's awesome. Um. So everyone, eat your fruit. Yeah, eat um, your fruit. <laughs> that's really great. not
1: hot, and it tastes.
0: Beautiful. I was like, going to say, like, it, yeah. it, it's sweet. It, you yeah. know, rather than reaching for a chocolate bar or exactly. you know, some, some other kind of sweet yeah. thing, just have a piece of fruit have because a piece of fruit. Yeah. it's still going to, you know, satiate that sugary craving. Exactly. But without absorbing all that sugar and, yeah. um, you know, it's not going to be too high in calories either because you can't squeeze so much because of the fibre. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and the yeah, fibre is no. so beneficial for gut health.
0: All right. So we've touched on why people, how people should fuel, you know, in their training and, and afterwards. Um, let's talk about your, and we've done the shorter stuff as well, the under an hour. Let's let's talk about, say we're doing a half marathon or a marathon. Let's talk about fueling before, during, after hydration. Sure. We'll dive there. Okay,
1: okay. So, yeah, so for someone um, training for a half marathon or marathon, so um, the days of the week you're probably looking – at least one day a week when you're doing a long run, maybe two days if you're doing a marathon, um, you know, where you've got your short long run and your long, long run. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, that's when um, you as I mentioned before, so uh, carbohydrates are stored in your muscles as glycogen and you've got about um, enough glycogen stored to get you through about, say, 75 minutes of running. Yeah. Um. But once you're starting to go further than that, um, you you're really going to be digging yourself into a bit of a trench if you don't take some uh, fuel on board. Mm. And what we're talking about there is just your su- your simple sugars, yeah. Um, in the form of which are a carbohydrate. So there's a wide variety <laughs> of um uh, different tools you can use. Um yeah. So the probably the first one. Um, is gels, which is just a really um, packing a lot of sugar into a small sort of easy-to-take package. Mm. Um, And there's many different types of gels, very different consistencies, different flavours. Some Mm. have caffeine, which we should circle back to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And also some, if you've... um, have irritable bowel syndrome, which can flare up a bit with uh, runners. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some that are more suitable um, that are l- low FODMAP. Mm. We can talk about as well. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, we'll be here for three hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop, yeah.
1: stop me. Um, okay, so if you don't like gels, or you, because a lot of people might not like the texture, there's also yep. chews and chomps, which is the same thing but just in a form that's a bit more like a lolly. Mm. Um so with those products, um, they you probably want to be taking one about every 45 minutes to an hour of running. It's interesting, doesn't really depend on pace or body weight or anything like that. Right, it's pretty okay. much universal. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and that's something where I really do see people <laughs> try to there's a bit of a glory and I got through my marathon without taking any yeah, shoes or pills. I've heard and,
0: it before as well. Yeah,
1: and yeah, you can, but it's going to be miserable and you're probably not going to get the same results um, as you would if you put in place a proper fueling plan. Yeah. Um, you can also, there's liquid um, uh, carbohydrate options like Tailwind is yeah. popular. Yeah. Um, that's really popular with trail runners. Mm. Um, really gentle on the stomach there. Yeah, definitely. Um, But the thing, and it's convenient because you're getting your hydration at the same go, but the thing you have to watch is making sure that you're drinking enough Mm. um, to hit your carbohydrate requirements. That means being quite disciplined with your drinking. Mm. And that's the other thing I was going to say about the chews and the chomps where I see people just take one thinking that's the same as a whole gel packet. But it's not. You've got to read the label. Yeah. It's normally about three is equivalent to a gel. Okay. And then, um, as I said before, there's p- and this is more when you're getting into your long trail runs, um, sort of natural food products and sports bars and options yep. like that as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of should- options. And yeah. You I- should be able to find something you like the taste of.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people can can get one thing. You know, their mate recommends euro yep. goo, I know yep. something, and and then it just doesn't work for them. So yeah, I think exactly. gels don't work for them. Full stop. Yeah, but you know, there's so many things out there. They're all got yeah. different things in them, and
1: they've got different types of sugars, which um, are absorbed <laughs> different yeah. through different receptors in our stomach. So yep. there's um, there's sugars that are absorbed quicker and slower, and there's sugars that are re- absorbed through different. Uh, receptors yeah so and um to do with what the way they're absorbed in the small intestine can um lead to um gastric distress or not so yeah yeah.
0: so so okay let's go a little little bit into that because i love this kind of stuff yeah um so when it leads to gastric distress like you were saying Is that most likely you've just taken too much of the same type of sugar?
1: Oh, it could be a whole bunch of things. So the first thing is making sure you're properly hydrated. That has a huge impact Um, and it's something that people people blame the gel rather than... Than
0: the fact they haven't drunk in three hours. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah, or they didn't start properly hydrated. Right, yeah. Um, And particularly if you're, say you've been training through winter and then you travel to work, to, to run in a, in a hot, hot climate. environment. Yeah. That's how, uh, yeah. So that, um, the people blame the gel, but it might not be that okay. at all. Yeah. Um, you can train your gut um, yep. to get used to the volume of carbohydrates. So there's another mistake that people make is not trialling no. the gels at all yes. and then picking up a bunch out of the day. expo and then taking <laughs> yep. four in their marathon and wondering why they don't go so well. Yeah. Um, and another thing to be really careful about um, is taking NSAIDs, um, um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, because yes. that affects your gut permeability. Right. Yeah. Um, so that can also lead to gastric distress. Yeah. So, you know, popping a... Couple of Nurofen.
0: to to help. you know, yeah. you're anticipating the pain at the end yeah. of a marathon. Yeah, or puffing a few nurofen kind of yeah. halfway through all beforehand. Yeah, probably's gonna make you you know have to take a few toilet stops. Yeah, potentially. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's that's
0: really interesting. I didn't yeah. I didn't know a lot of that. Um, yeah, and I feel like I know I know this kind of stuff. So that's that's
1: a really really good. Um, okay. okay, but then also looking at um, the type of gels that you're taking. Yeah. Um, and also there's a lot of interesting work being done out of Monash University. And mm-hmm. again, this is looking really more at your long distance stuff, but um, looking at um, they're getting quite good results on putting people on a low FODMAP diet just for the 24 mm-hmm. hours before um, their endurance race and then right. making sure their nutrition through the race is low FODMAP as well.
0: So low FODMAP for people who don't know. Yeah, so
1: that's a medical diet designed uh, for people with irritable bowel syndrome, and it basically excludes a large group of carbohydrates um, for a short period and tests to see um, which carbohydrates you're sensitive to. Right, okay. Um, Yeah, but because it's all related to... And it's not a diet for like weight loss or for health or anything like that. It's yeah. just specifically for the people with irritable, irritable bowel, bowel syndrome. Yeah. However, it does have application in the endurance running space. Interesting. Just because of when you're running, um, particularly if you're running for a long time, your blood is going to your stomach. Yeah. I mean, it's going to your muscles. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's not going to your stomach. And not going to your stomach to yeah. help digest food.
0: So you want yeah. everything to be taken to be working optimally. Yeah. So, you, so it goes in as easy as possible yeah. so you, your body doesn't have to work as hard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's really, really cool.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So we've kind of covered um, during and then say after a big race. I know I did a half Ironman oh, 2018 and I was like to my mum, what I want at the finish line is I saw a pizza place. I wanted pizza and eclairs. Um, because I was like, I, you know, I ended up expending three thousand calories. Yeah, I, could, I was like, I want to eat whatever I want. Yeah,
1: you, and you should. So, yeah. what
0: would you say well, to people after a big event, well, a marathon, after, or something no, like that?
1: After a big event, like your goal event that you've trained really, really hard for, yeah. I think you should have. Yeah, you should not be worried so much about perfect, optimal um, nutrition for recovery. You should be looking yeah. at just eating what you really feel like, because it's want. not like yeah. where. For most of us, so that we're going straight back into a training camp and we have to yeah, and you know Nike's not standing there at the finish line <laughs> with a big check or anything like that, yeah. so for most of us, I think, yeah, celebrating um you probably i i I do see this particularly after marathons um people you you sort of get used to eating like you're training for a marathon, and
0: mm, yeah yeah,
1: which is probably fine for maybe two or three days after the marathon, yeah. but two or three weeks after the marathon, it might be time to yep. rein it back in.
0: Yeah. You're still eating like you're running an hour and a half every <laughs> yeah, day pretty exactly. much. And we kind of all know that, you know, weight loss and, and putting on weight is is largely about calories calories yeah. in, calories, calories out. out. Yep. Yes. You know, we could, we could talk forever about the nuance of all that. Yeah. But yeah, it's essentially if you're eating how much you're expending, you're going to stay the same. Eat less, lose weight. Eat more, gain weight. Yeah, um, but but
1: if you're talking about like after your long runs when you're leading up to your marathon, yeah, um, yeah, they you really want to be looking at making sure you're nailing your recovery in yes. your nutrition after yeah. the your long runs and also your other runs during the week as well because otherwise, um, you're increasing your risk of injury. Yeah, um, and you're just going to get
0: tired. And or your performance, and yeah. you know you, you're gonna one hate running because it's yeah. gonna be harder. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then It yeah, loses you know, it's no enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So um, basically, similar to what I said before, but just probably taking it a bit more seriously is making sure that you're that you are organized with a meal. Mm. As soon as practical after you've finished your long run, yeah, um, and making sure that you're rehydrating, you're um, getting refueling your carbohydrate mm-hmm. int- intake and making sure you're getting the protein for the muscle recovery. Mm. And that's for two reasons: one, to re- refuel properly from um, your training that day. Mm. Oh, it helps you recover so you can train the next day. Yeah, and also to avoid that late in the day runga, which <laughs> we're talking about. Before. <laughs> I love
0: that. Is that something you've you've um, termed yourself? Probably. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm going to use that never <laughs> yeah. for everyone now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: so uh, an area I'm quite passionate about is, is energy deficiency. Um, so that's good. I'm glad you're nodding. Um. Let's talk about, you know, I think it's REDS, so Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport. Oh, um, yeah, I'll let you take it away.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I think we used to think that that was a female issue, but it's it's mm. not. Um, so I guess the signs that we see in women are like when they start to um, miss their period or it's gone altogether, but we yeah. also see it in um males as well um if you're sort of continually plagued by stress fractures stuff like that yeah um or what's the thing before you get a stress fracture stress reaction stress reaction yes yeah um that's a bit of a a flag um Mm. if you're not recovering well getting um a lot of uh uh colds and stuff like that yeah Yeah. so
0: just like always you know having a stiffly nose or yeah yeah yeah, okay yeah
1: so just making sure that you are refueling properly after Mm. your sessions and eating well generally during the week
0: yeah yeah um and i think the reason it's historically been more a female problem yeah because you know it was up until i think it was 2014 it was the female athlete triad yes that's right um and that was a collection of those three yeah um Three areas you mentioned, um, but now, yeah, as you know, it's it's males as well. Yeah, it's it's simply just not eating enough to to satisfy your body's needs um, for for your training that you're doing. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Um. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah fascinated by this. And I think yeah, it's just something that isn't talked about. No. Because obviously periods are taboo.
1: Yeah. Um. Exactly. You know, the last yeah. thing you want to do
0: to your coach is say, oh, look, you know. I haven't got my period. And as a young girl, yeah. I can't imagine anything harder than that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: on top of the fact that you've got all these societal pressures to be skinnier and all that kind of stuff, um, I think as an athlete and, you know, as anyone running, you know, especially even later in life after you've had a baby or whatever, you really need to focus on refueling. And that's why I think this topic is so important um, of just nutrition and how to fuel appropriately is because... It's not pretty. I've been around people who've had it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really, really hard work. Um, and then, you know, throw injury on top of it.
1: Exactly. And that <laughs> makes you miserable as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Energy
0: deficiency, you know, makes you start to hate training, you know, burnout, I think can be contributed to a lot of energy deficiency quite, you know, quite a lot. Um, so no, I think we won't talk too much about that because we'll be here forever. Yeah. Um, I think we'll start talking a bit about you because, you know, we've just talked about nutrition (laughs) the whole time. So let's just talk about yourself, you know, your own running. Fletch tells me you have a story that uh, I need to hear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. tell us about that.
1: um, Yeah, so I started running about 10 years ago. I completely – so I'm uh, 49 now. Yes, i about 39. Um, Yeah, I was – Definitely the kid at school. Like I remember when they took us out to do the school cross country, <laughs> I really thought they were trying to, I, I, I remember being <laughs> deposited in the bush. It just seemed hours away from our school, but yeah. presumably it couldn't have been that far um, <laughs> Yeah. when I think about it now, but it did seem to take an awful long time to get back to school. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I took up running about 10 years ago. Um. I was doing a, um, and I think this is probably how a lot of people start, like I was in a boot camp, and the yep. you know we were doing a thirty day challenge or whatever, and yep. it was okay, we'll just try to run for a kilometer each day or something like that, mm. yeah, and I just um, I got um yeah, really into it, um, and yeah, sort of worked my way up to um half marathon, and then yeah i've done did a few marathons, but what um Fletch was alluding to before was about um, three years ago. We were away skiing um, in America, and I started to oh, notice that the colors just didn't seem right in mm. the um, the flat we were staying in. I was sort of walking around, wanting to switch the lights on brighter. Mm. When we got back to Australia, I went to see an ophthalmologist, and. Um, you know, it's was just sitting in the, you know, doing the eye tests and all of that. Um, and they sent me for an MRI and they discovered that I had um, a tumour, um, quite a big one, pressing on my op- optic nerve. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So that was... Okay. And it certainly <laughs> didn't happen like it looks on Grey's Anatomy with a screaming headache or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was very yeah, benign. Yeah, yeah. That was- so pretty much... Um, put Into surgery within 10 days, and yeah, it was right. Yeah, so actually, being a runner was good for that because they kept. I remember every time they came in to do all my measurements, they'd mm. look at my heart rate and go, Are you all right? and then they go, Are you a runner? I, yeah, yeah, I, I okay, oh, you're fit and healthy, yeah, your yeah, heart rate's not yeah, because you're dying, yeah, it's, it's yeah, because yeah, you're just yeah. everything's
0: working well, yeah, yeah, far so, out, okay,
1: yeah, um, and then. Yeah, so that was pretty full on, mm. and actually, I got that. Um, you know, they talk about hyponatremia as being a yep. um, thing for runners to be aware of, and that's a case that happens in, tends to happen um, in females in co- slower females in colder um, marathons and stuff like okay. that. Is basically taking on more water um, right. than you than you need, than you need okay. during an event and. Basically, you can end up having a seizure. Well, I had that in hospital, but not from running. No, no. Just um, because they went quite close to the pituitary, and it all got a bit confused, screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, you're here with us. But I'm here with us now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, I had to have because of where it is. They can't get rid of the whole tumor, but it's deep. They got rid of as much as they. Could. Yeah. Um, It's off my optic nerve so I can see, which you can is see e- excellent. Right. <laughs> um, and I had to have radiation therapy to stop any regrowth. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so actually running was just really a wonderful thing to be able to do during all of that mm. time because it was just sort of reminded me of how I used to be. It was just well, I couldn't drive for six months too. I was so, going to say, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a nice way to get around, just run and, around, <laughs> yeah. Um, and just a nice thing to focus on. Um, and yeah, so I um did the London Marathon last year, just to yep. sort of prove that I, you
0: know, could. I've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, beat. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't what I was expecting. No. <laughs> All right. So, so you mentioned running's been a great thing through that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a bit about that. Why, why has running been so good uh, through all that? Obviously. Yeah.
1: I think, um, I really realized how much running gives you, um, you know, people talk about their mental health and stuff like that. It was just before that, I was always like, oh, okay. I want to get under two hours in a half marathon or mm. I want to improve my, um, marathon time, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but, and then actually, when you get like, not that I was going to die or anything, but it was pretty. Scary. Yeah. You could have. I could have. <laughs> it was pretty full on surgery. Yeah. yeah it was pretty People frightening. People poking around your brain. Yeah, it yeah. probably isn't the best. Yeah. Thing. When you hear the words brain tumor, it does sort of. Yeah. yeah. And it just made you realize that all of that stuff was a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But um, it was just really good for processing. Um, everything that I was going through. Mm. And um, maybe I did it as a bit kind of almost, you know, I said I've got two children, Mm. so pretty freaky for them. Yeah. Um, So I think I probably wanted to show them as much as myself that I was still, that
0: you, you know, fine. I, I'm not but, just going to, yeah. you know, go Lie away now. And just, yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Yeah. So I think it was important for that, but yeah. that probably whether I did it for them or for me, doesn't really matter. No. It still had the same result. Yeah. yeah. You, you
0: wanted to just prove that you, you, I'm yeah. good. I'm, yeah. this is, I'm, I'm through it all.
1: Yeah. This is fine. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, and did you run much during the radiation therapy?
1: Yeah, I did, actually. Um, the, in fact, I actually did the city to surf with my husband on, so it was six weeks of daily radio therapy. Cool. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the city to surf was the last week <gasps> and I was a bit, oh, shall I, shall I, shall I, yeah. shall I? I didn't tell anyone, and but my husband ran with me the whole way and it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but geez it was hard <laughs> i it was it's it's um radiotherapy I, I didn't get sick or anything but i so tired yeah because yeah. yeah. it's just
0: what zapping your body for yeah.
1: how long is it like an hour or something at a time oh, or is it quick it's not that long it's more that because they've got to be pretty careful with where they're but beaming it so making sure you're in exactly the right, right. spot okay yeah yeah yeah. So the appointments aren't that long, but it's okay. a lot of time that they're just sort of moving you, like, Millimeters. millimetres. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine, yeah.
0: imagine, obviously, a very kind of different scale, but when you're getting something like dry needling or yeah. acupuncture, and yeah. you're just terrified to move.
1: <laughs> exactly. I imagine yeah. like that, but obviously,
0: the consequences are a little bit of pain. Yeah. It's... Oh,
1: no, but they you've got this mask on, so you right, you're sort of okay. screwed in. Yeah. You can't you <laughs> Right. Can't it move. sounds really intense. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Right. But anyway, yeah. So- um, yeah, so we did the city to surf at the end of that. And that was, yeah. Hard, but Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when I ran the city to surf the following year, that hill was not as bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think, I don't think you could put yourself in a harder position no. to run the city to surf. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which is a hard race at the it best of times. It is a yeah. Let alone when you've, you, you know, do- had six weeks of radiotherapy yeah, yeah. prior. Yeah. Far out. I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> um. I think, obviously, you started running just as, you know, the natural progression of kind yeah. of boot campy stuff. Yeah. You know, you just kind of get roped into it yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, and then it just, you just get caught on it. So why do you run now, obviously, having been through quite a bit since yeah. you started and, and yeah. achieved quite a lot?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, as I said, it's way, these days, way more to do with mental health than mm. necessarily – um, worrying about times and stuff like that. Yeah. I love um I love being on a training plan. I don't think I particularly love the race itself, but I love
0: the process. Yeah. yeah um I'm tick, the same.
1: ticking off, you know, if it says tempo run with this much at this speed, I'll go, okay. And I, I yeah. really enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I'm exactly the same. I yeah. love I love the structure of it. Yeah. Um you know, even if you miss a session, it's not the worst thing. It's no. just like you know exactly what you have to do. You don't yeah. have to think about, oh, what am I going to yeah. do today? It's all yeah. there. And yeah. the ticking off the hard yeah. ones is yeah. just, yeah, yeah, nothing better. Yeah. And okay. then,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure I love the actual race itself, but. Well,
0: the race is always the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you love finishing the race? Yeah,
1: I do love it. And the meal after is <laughs> exactly. awesome. Yeah.
0: What would your post-race ideal meal be? Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: As a nutritionist, I feel oh. like this has got to be great.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to be very nutritionally sound. Um, I sort of straight after, as soon as I get home, i mm-hmm. have poached eggs or something, yeah. you know, that you should have. But yeah. later on in the day, yeah. I reckon um, I love those sweet chili chips. And I never oh, let myself yeah, yeah. have them except if post-race Post race, that's when I can. Well, that's yeah. perfect. You're With replacing the, the salts. Yeah. Oh, You've sweated exactly. out. You've got the carbohydrates coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely, and maybe like, um, and usually something like a steak for dinner, a really yeah. nice yeah. glass of red wine. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yes. Let's,
0: I know a super common one is post-race beers. Oh, yes. Um. And, and wines is obviously a slightly different kind of thing, but let's quickly talk about that before we wrap it all up.
1: Okay. So, yes, nutritionally speaking, <laughs> I'm really sorry to say that particularly it pretty much all, no, all alcohol is a negative from the nutrition mm. side of things. Yeah, right. it is a carcinogen. Yep. yep. Um. Yeah, so, and I know people say, oh, beer replaces... Carbs. There's, there's no. carbs in beer. It has to be good for me. <laughs> yeah, no. There's, whenever I see people try to justify um, alcohol from some nutritional point of view, no. It's like, just. <laughs> it's not good. It's just. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. No. You're right. But trying to sort of justify it on the basis of nutrition, just don't Stop. bother. Yeah. <laughs> just don't yeah. bother. Just if you love your beer or wine, that's fine. You yeah. have it. Within the context of your diet, yeah. Um, don't try to sell it to me as a healthy,
0: as a health uh, benefit. You know, yeah. Guinness is dark; it's got heaps of nutrients. No, no, you know, no, it's no. great for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and alcohol is obviously really dehydrating as well. Yeah, which after a very long dehydrating race, you've just exactly. done. Yeah, it's probably not, not the best no. idea. Um, but obviously, not going to be the worst thing ever if you know that's what yeah. you do in the yeah. pub after a after exactly. a big race with yeah, everyone else. But
1: that's the same as. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to dress up my um, <laughs> sweet chili chips as being nutritionally exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's a, just, at that point. It's not about recovery. Yeah,
1: it's not about recovery. It's not like I'm um, needing to train again the next day or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. It's okay. celebrating an achievement. Yeah,
0: yeah. So drink your beer, but don't try and justify yeah. it as nutritious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one last question. Yeah. If you you got one tip for you know your average runner who's you know not too sure what to do Mm -hmm. what what would it be um one tip that you found really important
1: Oh, i think um getting your pre-run breakfast if you're a first thing in the uh, morning uh Mm. runner getting that sorted finding something that works for you um and we didn't really go into this but something we should talk about um understanding um caffeine Caffeine. yeah let's just do it yeah so caffeine is a Grade A sports supplement rated by the AIS, and what that means is it's safe to use mm-hmm. and it's effective. I mean, it's proven to work. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, caffeine, particularly in the form of coffee, might not work for everyone, and mm. you'll you'll know if if coffee makes you feel awful. Then, yeah. obviously, don't start taking it for racing. Yeah. But if you are uh, used to drinking tea or coffee, um, yeah, it can be very effective um in terms of uh sports nutrition so where in terms of running um it reduces your perceived effort which is very handy yes. particularly towards the end of um a half marathon or a marathon or something like that um and also as we were talking about before mm. you know if if you are a a type of runner who likes fasting um before a session then it can be um, a substitute. like it, yeah. it can be a tool that you can use before, like, say, a hard interval session or something like that.
0: Yeah. A- and, yeah, so it stimulates your muscles to, to yeah. use the energy quicker. So, yeah, especially if you're fasting, obviously you want to get the most out of the energy you've already got yeah. rather than, you know, hitting the wall and not being able to use that. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um,
1: So yeah. that's when um, – you know, have a coffee before you run. Um, those Revies strips are awesome. Yep. Gels um, with caffeine. Yeah, or gels with caffeine. Um, you can overdo it. So the sort of yeah. effective um, dose is one to three milligrams per kilo of body weight. Right. Um, yep. So for a 60 kilo runner, that's like 60 milligrams of caffeine. it's like a coffee. Which is a coffee. Yeah. yeah. So it, you probably don't want to be go, go beyond two or three caffeinated gels or you might never sleep ever again yeah
0: <laughs> i was gonna say i've had a um a caffeinated gel before i was uh, early in my rehab i was kayaking oh yep and i when i was kayaking i always really struggle with with my energy and i'd always get flat really quickly even if i was taking gels so i had the carbs because obviously as a runner yeah your off body's really weak
1: yeah oh <laughs> um, yeah
0: so i, I just like oh, i'm just gonna try this and I ended up being out of work a lot harder for the whole two hours. Yeah. Because I took one caffeinated gel. Yeah. And I think that that's exactly what we're talking about with the yeah. interval session thing yeah. is it it allows you to use your energy a lot better. Um yeah, no, I think caffeine's a very it's a very useful kind of supplement. Um with training, racing, yeah, everything. Exactly. Um, both, you know, how your body works but also psychologically. Yeah. Um and especially if you love your coffee. It's an excuse exactly. to have another one.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, any last things we want to touch on?
1: I think that's it. I think yeah, that's it. I'm glad we covered coffee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the essentials. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I've, I've learned a lot, which has been great. And that's why I love don- doing this is I'm learning a lot. And hopefully everyone who's actually listening to this learns a bit as well. Thanks for coming on. If anyone wants to get in touch with you about, you know, nutritional advice or anything, how, where can they get, get in touch with you?
1: Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, yeah. So I've got a website, uh, which is just my name, racheleagleton.com.au. And I've got a Facebook page and Instagram as well. So you can find me all over those. And I work with people all around Australia. Right, so
0: you know, you don't have to be located in Sydney. You can, uh, so it's all online, is
1: it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I we use Zoom and email and stuff like that. Yeah. Like
0: everyone else is at the moment. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, if anyone wants, you know, if you've been interested in something and you're really struggling with some sort of nutritional thing or anything, yeah, get in touch through through Rachel's um, website. Perfect. Um, Yeah. No.
1: Okay. Thanks very much.
0: Again, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. That's it for another episode of the I'm Not a Runner podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions, comments, or want to come on the show, drop us an email at podcast at Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.